One version of this funny sounding but terrifying story goes like this. When midnight hits on Halloween night, a man in a bunny costume arrives. If you speak his name three times in a row, he will come to you. But it's not like the story Bloody Mary, where she may or may not kill you. Because once the bunny man shows up, he will slash your throat with his axe, leaving your bleeding body dangling from the tracks. So be careful saying his name. Bunny man, bunny man, bunny man. Hey guys, and welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Lulu, and it's great to talk to everybody again. How's everybody been? I've been pretty good. I wanted to give you guys a heads up. Next month, I am going on vacation. Now, this should not change anything. I am going on vacation from the 11th to the 17th of September. Um, I'm super excited. It's going to be so much fun. I do plan on posting that week. I do plan on posting that Sunday and that Friday, but I wanted to give you guys a heads up because if something happens and I cannot get those episodes ready before I have to go on vacation, don't be shocked if I don't post that week. As of right now, like I said, I do plan on posting that week, but I wanted to give you guys a heads up. I also do have a a series planned for the Friday uploads that month. Um, I've been slacking a little bit on my research, so I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get that series done like I wanted to. It was just going to make it much easier when I go on vacation to have a series that I had sat down and recorded over the course of like two or three days to just get that all done. But I do not know if I'm going to get that series done in time. If not, you know, don't be shocked if it's just, you know, different episodes every day. But I do hope I can get that series done. My mic also seems to be kind of blowing out a little bit today and it could be that I just have it set up a little different because I was playing some video games earlier this week and I had to mess around with my knobs. So I'm going to try my best to sit farther back than normal and hopefully not blow that nearly as much as possible because I don't really want to mess around with my knobs since we've already started to record. I don't want to make that sound, you know, any weirder to you guys. And I'm hoping that you guys liked our first Wednesday upload with Ray. I enjoyed recording it, and I know she had a lot of fun as well. If you guys go on my website, it it does say on the first page that things are a little bit behind. I'm trying my hardest to get caught up. I really slacked on that this year, and I am so sorry. You guys deserve to have all of those, you know, links and resources available to you, and I am sorry. But if you go on there, you will see that I have added a midweek misery section for, you know, our Wednesday uploads. And in that, you will see Ray's category. I don't have anything for the pen pal section yet, but I will add those soon. Um, but you know, with Ray, we're going to cover a variety of different things. Some people on here, especially when I bring on some minors that are related to me or know me, 
aren't going to be able to cover a variety of things just because they are minors and they're a little younger. Ray's not like that, so we're going to cover, you know, creepypastas, true crime, alien abductions, conspiracy theory, just everything with Ray, and I'm really excited for it. And I really hope you guys liked her. I do know that this was her first upload, you know, ever, so she was a little awkward but she has been warming up to it really well and we actually sat down the other day and recorded episode two and she seemed a lot more comfortable so i hope you guys enjoyed hanging out with me and ray as much as i did and i did want to let you guys know if you have any comments on anything that we cover including the pen pal you know with ray i will have the comments open on my website you can go comment and i can respond to you and reply and we can kind of talk there on top of that I have talked a little bit about my artist here at Confessed Obsessed. She is one of my friends who is doing this all because she just enjoys doing it. But I also have a category on my website called Mistress Bats. That is her artist tag and that will have all of her stuff. It has the stuff she's worked on for the podcast slowly. It's got some of her other, you know, personal work that she's worked on that's beautiful. It's got her Instagram tag if you're interested in going and following her and or asking for some of your own artwork done by her. She is an amazing artist. She deserves all the love in the world. And we are working together to create a bunch of artwork for the podcast because one day I'd like to bring you guys something, you know, unique like stickers or shirts or something like that. I think that would be so much fun. So yeah, if you are interested in seeing the artwork or commenting about any of these episodes that we've covered, I know I'm behind on a little bit of them, but you can check out my website and you can even, you know, see all of her stuff on my website as well. But now that I've talked your ear off, let's go ahead and get into today's upload. Today's episode is about the bunny man. I'm not gonna lie, you guys, it took me forever to research this one. This has literally been in my to-dos for months, and I just keep pushing it back because I keep reading the title and being like, this sounds like such a dumb one. Like, why did I ever pick this one? Because I did go out and pick this one to cover because of the pictures of him I saw, but for some reason I just could not get myself to cover the bunny man. And finally, the other day I sat down and I was like, no, we are gonna get the bunny man done. I picked this for a reason we're going to talk about it. And I'm kind of glad I did. Because like I said at the beginning, it does sound like kind of a funny name and not an intimidating name. But the bunny man is not just like a man, you know, with cutesy ears, like looking all cutesy. He's kind of like Mr. Bear. There are a couple different versions of the bunny man, and we will talk about a couple of them here today. But the main story of the bunny man and the main idea of the bunny man is that this is a strange man who is dressed up in a bunny costume. This man will walk around neighborhoods kind of terrorizing everybody. Now, he might sound like he's not that scary because he's in a bunny costume, but the bunny man actually carries an axe with him and will threaten or hurt people that come near him. As well as hurting people, he will vandalize things as he pleases. He will chop at people, chop into houses, threaten people. He vandalizes vehicles with or without people in them. He kind of is a crazy guy in this bunny costume. If that wasn't enough, people also have noted that the bunny man likes to kill animals, especially in the neighboring forests. The bunny man was first covered in the high school newspaper. 
In the newspaper, it talked about a man that was seen in a bunny costume. Then this would move on to the internet, and this is when the story of the bunny man really blossomed, and when more people began to use this story. About that same time, it seemed like the bunny man left, you know, the one neighborhood and town that it was originated in, and it would start to move off towards the other places. Like the bunny man was moving, but that did happen about the same time that the internet, you know, posted about the bunny man, and then a TV show would actually post a story about the bunny man as well. This episode would be aired on the Fox Family channel by a program named The Scariest Places on Earth. The episode of the bunny man would be called Terror on the Bunny Man's Bridge. This would air in 2001. From then, the story of the bunny man just kind of blew up and he was popular and a lot of people talked about him and then the differing stories started. The photos of the bunny man that I saw that actually like sparked my interest in this story was that of a man who was wearing a bunny costume. Now this man was also holding an axe and he was standing on top of a railroad track just staring at the camera. That is where a lot of people began to see the bunny man and really where this story seems to have taken off. That's not the only place though that people do see him. There was a couple cases like on October 19th, 1970, where a couple decided to visit a relative after a football game. They would arrive at this relative's home and park in a field because the relatives lived across the street. And they only parked there because they wanted to talk before going in and spend a second together. They would stay in the vehicle and leave the car running while they began to have their conversation. That is when one of them noticed out of the corner of their eye, it looked like somebody was running towards them. And then suddenly something would come crashing through the window. Of course, the two of them would jump out of their skin and look out this broken window at a man who was wearing a bunny costume. He decided to scream at them that they were on private property and would turn around and skip off. The two being shaken up would turn their vehicle around and drive home, not saying much. When they arrived home, they would discover that the thing that had crashed through their window was a hatchet. He had thrown a hatchet through their window at them. So they decided to go to the police, and this is when an investigation would start. The police would take the hatchet, but it doesn't sound like there was ever an official police report made. Therefore, we cannot without a doubt confirm that this did happen. Only two weeks later in the same area, a security guard would see a man that they do believe was responsible for throwing that hatchet standing in front of an unfinished home. The security guard would approach this man and ask him what he was doing. He noted that this man seemed to be about mid-twenties and was dressed in a bunny costume. He was just staring at this unfinished home. And without saying a word, he would pull a hatchet out and begin to just cut at the porch post while saying, you are trespassing. If you come any closer, I'll chop off your head. The security guard, obviously confused and a little worried for his safety, would turn around and retrieve a gun from his vehicle. He would then walk back to this man who was cutting into this brand new house to have a further conversation with him. But when this home would come into his view, the bunny man was gone, but there was still very clear hatchet marks through this post. 
he would call the police. There is a police report on this incident, though. Either way, both of these incidences were said to have a lack of evidence and they would close the case. Those are the only real confirmed sightings of the bunny man. The rest of them are just stories. One version of this story talks about how in 1904, some inmates had actually gotten out of an insane asylum while they were in the process of being transferred to a prison. One of these escapees murdered somebody and this was the man who would be later down the line known as the bunny man. He gained this name, not because he wore a bunny costume, but because he would hunt rabbits in the woods, catch them, consume them, and strip them of their skin, later hanging these just mutilated bunnies and rabbits from the tree by the railroad track, and turning the fur into clothing. Now the story in the opening is an extension of this story in particular, because the backstory is that this man escaped, was killing the bunnies, and then on Halloween night, there would be a couple children hanging out on the tracks. That night, they would begin to make fun of the bunny man and say his name over and over and over, and of course he was hearing them because he lived there. Out of anger, he would storm up to the children and he would murder them with his axe then dragging their bodies up to the trees and hanging them around the bridge with the rabbits that he had also killed. There are a couple of differing opinions to this story. Some people do believe that he was an escaped insane asylum man. Other people believe that he was just a lonely hermit that was minding his own business and was a little bit crazy. Which either one you believe, he would still go on to kill these children, and later down the line, the physical body of this man would die. Once he died, his ghost would begin to haunt the tracks, still practicing in his old ways. He would haunt and murder people with his axe. Now, in this version specifically, if you hear people talk about it, a lot of the things that are stated in it are stated like it is fact. But upon further investigation, a lot of people realized that the facts that were stated in the story were not facts at all, and they were actually purely fiction. None of them lined up with anything, and nobody could confirm what was ever being said. One of these, which is definitely not right, is that prison. The story talked about the lore in prison. I hope that I am saying that right. Now, the lore in prison was not built until 1910. So if you're going off of the insane asylum story that they escaped in 1904 while being transferred to the prison, that is not possible because they would have escaped six years prior to that prison being built. On top of that, there are a couple other small details like how the library that that story in specific mentions is not a real library and was never a real library. And there's no record of any murders of two boys that were killed and hung up from the trees. On the site that I was reading specifically about this version, 
the writer dived into proving or debunking the story of the bunny man. This writer would go as far as to look up these murders that happened around that time, and he did find a couple of them. One of these was that of Francis and June Holenberg in February of 1949. Now, Francis was a 37-year-old woman, and June was her 8-month-old child. Frances and her husband would leave their home one day and get their vehicle stuck in some mud. When it got stuck, the husband would leave to go get his brother-in-law to pull the vehicle out, and Frances would gather the child up and walk away. When the husband returned, though, Frances was not there and neither was his child. They would inform the authorities and everybody would begin searching. When they were about to give up on their search for Frances and her child, they would discover a shallow grave less than 200 yards from where the vehicle had gotten stuck at. Once they dug her up, they realized that Francis was beaten and shot in the head and the chest, and the eight-month-old child was buried alive with her dead mother. Immediately, the authorities blamed the father for the murders, and they pulled him in to investigate him. He would later confess that he did murder his family, and he told the investigators that... They were never with him in the vehicle, and they never walked away from the vehicle when it got stuck in the mud. He had actually murdered them, drove them there, buried them, and then left, intending on reporting them missing three months later, but that is when his vehicle got stuck and he could not unstick it. They would sentence him to death via the electric chair, but before that time would come, they would retry him and conclude that he was indeed insane. Another case they found was that of Minnie, Loretta, and Catherine Ridgway in March of 1927. This seems more likely it was a robbery gone wrong. A man would break in and beat and murder the children and her daughters, who were only seven and five at the time. He would then steal money and then leave. The neighbor would discover the attack because he would hear moaning from the people who were still alive. Two of them ended up dying, and one of them ended up surviving and was able to pick out their attacker. He would be executed for his actions. A third case was that of Eva Roy in August of 1918. She would leave her home one morning and never return. Later down the line, they would find her tied to a tree after being assaulted and strangled to death, but her murder was never solved. Those were the only three that the person who was writing this post could really find that matched around that time frame. Now, if you're like me, you're already going to realize that none of these sound like they could have happened from the bunny man. A lot of them were beaten and shot, and the bunny man did not wield a gun. He carried an axe. On top of that, the only one that sounded remotely like the boys by the tracks was that of Eva Roy in August of 1918. Even then, though, the bunny man doesn't really assault people. He just murders them and ties them up in the tree, not to the tree. So just like the writer, I do not think any of these murders were linked to the bunny man. And most of the people who were involved and had murdered these people were found guilty. So how could you tie any of them to the bunny man unless your theory was that, you know, when these people were charged and arrested, the bunny man stopped killing, when that's not really the case. On top of this, the bunny man is thought to have murdered 32 victims 
most of which were children. If that's the case, there would be a lot more information for us to find. You know for a fact that if 32 children were getting brutally murdered by an axe, there would be some sort of paper trail, but there is not a paper trail. I honestly do think that the bunny man originated from the man that was throwing the hatchet through the vehicle and chopping at the new home. Because like I said earlier, those were confirmed sightings of a man in a bunny costume. There is some evidence there that he did exist and that he was terrorizing and scaring people. But honestly, from that point on, I feel like these stories and these 32 victims that he murdered and all of these things were just that. Stories. I think everybody wanted to be a part of the bunny man's story and wanted to share a story of them that happened with the bunny man when that was not the case. Because especially when it was posted all over on the internet and then posted on the TV, everybody's going to want a part of this story. I think that the murdering that they told people about never happened. I do think that this was just to add a little bit of scare to this story so that when they shared it, it sounded even scarier. On top of that, saying his name three times in a row sounds a lot like the story Bloody Mary. If they took that story and changed it a little bit to fit the bunny man story, it does not sound like something that really happened. It sounds like a scary story that they would share around a campfire. Either way, this story sounds like it should be a funny one, but it's kind of like clowns. A lot of people are afraid of clowns or they make you uncomfortable and that is because you do not know who is behind the costume or the paint. You don't know if that's going to be somebody who loves children or somebody who loves murdering children. There are serial killers out there who have dressed up like a clown to murder children. And if the costume isn't freaky enough, the thought that he was possibly wearing rabbit skins that he had butchered off of these rabbits that in my mind don't look, he's not a professional, it would not have looked pretty, could be even freakier. So the real question for you guys is, would you ever travel out to those railroad tracks? Would you go out there and say his name three times on Halloween just to see him, to prove if the story of the bunny man is true or not? Is it worth risking getting your throat sliced open just to know if the bunny man was real? This podcast may contain false or misleading information. If you are interested in knowing more about any stories shared on this podcast, I highly recommend doing your own research. All listeners are advised that these are stories and folktales. The information shared must be taken carefully and skeptically, because you never know what could be real and what's just a story. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.